Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I'm John Ledyard, one of your hosts from over at FanRagSports.com, along with Trevor Sycama, who covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for PewterReport.com. And Trev, it feels like draft season more and more every day, but especially now, tons of declarations yesterday, but Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold, within like a half hour to an hour of each other, both declare for the draft. (laughs) You talked about this. You wonder, like, because Rosen was first, right? Yep. So it's it's like, was Darnold just sitting at his computer like, <laughs> oh, heck, yeah, send the tweet. All like, right, let's like, go. <laughs> like, didn't, like, I could just imagine him like on his phone on Twitter or something, like not telling his parents, not telling like any of his yep. like advisors, anything, just being like, oh, Rosen declared? Yeah, 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 what's up? I'm out. It, it was funny because it almost feels that way because Rosen declares and you hit, see all these people, like these big media people, and they're like, you know, quote tweeting Rosen's, you know, declaration or whatever. And they're saying, uh, you know, Rosen, the early favorite to go number one. And you can just see Sam sitting there like, yeah, told yeah. everybody he was going back, <laughs> like just met with Clay Helton and told him he was going back. And then all of a sudden he's like, screw it, man. And he just like bangs out this video is like, I'm coming out because <laughs> everybody thought Sam Darnold was going back. And the reports were more and more so, you know, increasing over the last couple of days that it was pretty people around him, people close to him, yada, yada, anonymous sources inside USC, whatever it might be. They were all pretty much coming up. Sam Darnold's going back to school. It's all but set in stone. And really people have been saying that since like midseason. I really thought he was going back. Um, just kind of the way that he talked about it when he'd been asked about it, it did not see, you know, I, I was super surprised. I was super surprised. You know, I think he should go back, but I'd be totally lying if I said this doesn't add a whole nother layer of, fun and evaluation to the class any other position could get a guy to declare but it's not gonna have the same impact as when a quarterback does and he's only declaring because you know the committee told him you're gonna go super high and um i think he's gonna go super high i don't think he necessarily should go super high i think he's the early favorite to go number one overall and that means josh rosen might fall to a good team which i'm excited about um not that i want sam Darnold to be the sacrificial lamb but there's a lot of layers to this let's just talk about sam right somebody (laughs) this is where we need josh allen to sacrifice himself (laughs) god okay all right geez (laughs) (laughs) we need josh allen to have an amazing amazing combine go to the senior bowl light it up all those things and we need John Dorsey to fall in love so that he and the Browns can be a perfect marriage of insanity and we can get the rest of these guys on teams that might have a shot at turning it around. Having said that, you look at Sam Darnold. We've talked a lot about it, but we've both kind of been under the impression that he was going to go back. And so we haven't really given a lot of a due diligence. I took a look at one game last night. Um but I really want to focus on senior bowl guys now in my evaluation. So I might not take a a long look at them until that last week of January or or the first week of February. Um, You know, I mean, I've watched most of these games this season, uh, haven't necessarily put them under a scouting eye, but what do you like or and dislike about Sam Darnold? What pulls you both ways on him and where do you think you'll fall on him? Well, I mean, Sam Darnold, when, when I watched him in the early parts of the year um, and it was a, a couple of games from 2017 that I was able to see, and then a lot of the games from 2016 when he was he was really hot at the end of the year, and people were giving him all kinds of hype. You know what you like is that I think Sam Darnold has some of those plays where you know he is definitely I think I don't know if I want to call it unconventional or maybe he's just got like 
he's not disciplined in his technique. You know, his footwork's kind of all over the place. You know, his shoulders are leaning back. They're not pointing to the target sometimes. He's throwing this weird sidearm thing. But, but around all of that, the arm talent is so evident with Sam Darnold. And, and that's what is so alluring to a lot of people and probably the reason why, like you said, the NFL draft board gave him a high grade, even though it's logical to say, hey, man, go back another year, get a little bit more polished, come into the NFL, a better quarterback, a more relaxed quarterback. Because right now, as much as like people can tout how good Sam Darnold might be, I think that Sam Darnold is very raw. And I, I don't think we're necessarily talking about him in that way, at least on a national scale. You know, I, I know sure. a lot of uh, some, some like – I don't want to say smaller like draft Twitter people because that sounds that, that sounds a little insulting because you'll have great followings and everything. But just like when I see things on like Fox Sports or Sports Center or NFL Network, even like they talk about Sam Darnold as kind of this proven right. Like if yes. he comes out, he is this top five guy. And the reality is is that Sam Darnold, yes, is going to go top five. And we've had this discussion at. at at length and this is why i've said kind of throughout the process like look i think he's going to declare because of this reason he's going to go top five no matter what and but getting back to it when you watch his tape there's a lot of um not so polished things that he does well but when that ball comes out of his arms sometimes it comes out with speed with pace at times like instinctual accuracy touch which is tough tough to do um and then he can get the deep ball down there. I think he's got the arm strength. You talked a little bit uh, earlier this week that you thought Rosen had a better deep ball at this point in terms of placing the ball exactly where it needs to be. But again, this goes into the Darnold not being quite a polished product kind of a thing. So it, it's the arm. It's the arm is why he's going top ten uh, because you, he's, he does a lot of those. He does a lot of those like Matt Stafford kind of things where, however, the ball comes out of his hand, it's like, got pace. It's, it's got pace, yeah. like it's got velocity, it's got distance, it can do all this stuff. And when you see it, it's just a natural reaction for NFL teams to play the what-if game, let their imagination go wild. And really, letting an imagination go wild with one or two kind of splash plays is sometimes an NFL draft prospect's best friend. And so that's why I think we're seeing Darnold go so high in a lot of these mocks and why I think that he's going to get picked high overall. Uh, but I, I do think that there's a point to say that, you know, we're hearing a lot of stuff from this national media. We haven't really, they at least have not been as honest as maybe they should with the national public about how raw Sam Darnold really right. is. No, I think you're right. And I actually don't really think, I know you compared to Stafford. I know you probably say Stafford's arm is better, but I don't know yeah. that Darnold's arm is, oh man, he, he just is, he's a, I just watched the game last night against UCLA, and I was just like, man, there was one throw in there that was just a wild throw. It moved in the pocket, was off balance, didn't have a clean platform, threw it, hit a receiver right along the boundary. Uh, it was just a perfectly placed pass. And then there's other ones he'll miss gimmies. He'll miss slants and you know little flat routes and things like that. And the, the lower body mechanics need a lot of work. We know the throwing motion is really – it's a longer motion um, in terms of the movement, but it is still a very rapid motion for him, uh, unlike Bortles was – and has been through a lot, a lot of his career. So I don't worry about it as much with Darnold, but I do think he's slow with the ball at times um, in terms of his decision-making for underneath routes. And so that little added motion, it does matter. I mean, all of those seconds matter so much in the NFL. You know, those fractions of a second, they'll all matter. So I think that there's a lot to work on with Sam Darnold. He does get skittish in the pocket sometimes. Um, he will look to 
scramble a little bit uh, around back there when he is under pressure, even though and even when he isn't under pressure, I think. I think he creates pressure sometimes as well. So I do like his ability to throw under duress. I think that he's completely fearless in that way. Um, but And I do like his arm. I, so I think there are a lot of things to like. I think mentally you know, everybody's raved about how he is sharp. But right now the processing isn't quite there. He'll make a lot of mistakes with the football. He'll force balls into windows that they shouldn't be in. And he has a fumbling issue as well. So ball security You said is, something in there. You said something in there. Hold on, sorry. I, I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna forget it if I let you. If no, you're good. If this goes on like 20 more seconds because that's just how I am. I forget <laughs> shit. But um, it, it, you said him being under duress. Yeah. And you like how things go. I think that sometimes we're not. Sometimes we fail to see the whole picture about being under duress because at times, like you just said there. Darnold might put himself in duress. Right. And that was something that I noticed like a little bit even um, – like I noticed that now with Jameis Winston covering the Buccaneers. Bucks fans and people love how Jameis plays outside of the pocket um, when things are kind of breaking down, all this kind of stuff. And you know what? That's a great trait. You love being able to go off script. You love it when guys you know get out of the pocket. It's not necessarily the play that you thought it would, would be, and yet you can make something out of nothing. That is a great trait, um, and it's a trait that – a lot of times you just truly can't teach to these guys. It's it's an X factor thing that you look for. But if you put yourself in those situations when you don't have to, you know, when you leave clean pockets, um, when you're making the wrong reads, when you're flushing to a different direction that you shouldn't be, when you're actually moving into travel, when you're actually going toward chaos more than trying to avoid it as much as you think there's something to that as well so i just wanted to say that about quarterbacks no i think you're right yeah i and i think that rosen really knows how to manage the pocket very well and very efficiently and that's one of the biggest things i like about him rosen's always ready to throw the football i do think there's some of that with sam darnold but he just doesn't process as quickly as rosen does like rosen is so superior at processing this is covered this is this is what i'm seeing pre-snap now i'm going to make this decision with the football I'll check here and then if I, it's not there i'll move to the backside really quickly he's just so efficient and all that stuff you can just tell rosen is just such a polished product and now we're getting to this point, which is so funny because I said it yesterday on Twitter and it was so funny to hear people's reactions because the tweet got a lot of buzz, but nobody really had an answer for it either. I said, if you like Sam Darnold more than Josh Rosen, you're going to have to explain to me why. Because I don't see anything. Even if you like Sam Darnold, what does, what, why is he superior to Josh Rosen? In what way? And I said, based on purely on the field ability. I said it clear as day. Guess how many tweets I got that that referenced the on-field ability between the two. Zero. <laughs> Guess how many tweets I got that said, Josh Rosen doesn't care, and Sam Darnold's the only one of the two with heart, and you can't, you know, it's intangibles. That's what Sam Darnold has, like everybody did. There was like five or six tweets from people that were like, it's just intangibles, it's heart, you know? I was like, I said on-field ability. These people don't know <laughs> Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen, and the tape certainly speaks to both right. of them having great competitive motors. So I... You know, that part is going to be so overblown, and I know that's probably going to be the most disappointing part of draft season to me is that Rosen's going to get dragged through the mud for I have no idea why. Every teammate's gone out and said he, they love him. This isn't a Connor Cook situation where nobody was saying anything about Connor Cook because they didn't like him. Teammates have been vocal about loving Josh Rosen. They've been vocal about his leadership. You can see on tape the dude hangs in and takes shots every single game. 
He never complained when all his when his receivers were dropping passes three or four plays in a row. And he was looking bad as a result. You never heard him complain. He never complained in interviews about the team. He never criticized the coaching. He never did any of that. Where is this even coming from with Josh Rosen? Because he's outspoken about political issues and the way college athletes should be treated. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, the fact that we throw this in under him is is absolutely absurd to me. Um, but that's going to be the people's big distinguishing factor. And when you ask him and challenge him to tell you a way that Sam Darnold is better than Josh Rosen right now on the football field, they're not going to be able to tell you anything because it just isn't true. And I know you still want to get into both of these guys and watching them and studying them before you make a final decision. But, I mean, I think you're going to be very impressed with what Rosen brings to the table as a quarterback. And I think Darnold has some really good flashes. I am not, like, out on Sam Darnold by any means, like, as in saying Sam Darnold can't be an NFL quarterback. Or, like, I have serious doubts about Sam Darnold ever being an NFL quarterback that that's worth where he's picked like I do with Josh Allen like I've said that you know like I said early in the year with Luke Falk and like we both kind of said with Mason Rudolph and you know guys like that I'm not there with Sam Darnold by any stretch of the imagination but I do think that there's way more questions and development needed with him than there is with somebody like Josh Rosen and if you're Cleveland let's move the way this the where this looks from a draft perspective if you're Cleveland is this even a tricky decision for you I I know everyone's going to say they're Rosen. going Sam Darnold, but is this even a hard decision? No, I'd take Rosen. I mean, we're talking about the Browns, and this is what I think they'll do. I think they'll trade one of their – I think they have the 33rd and 35th in the picks in the second round. I think they'll trade one of those picks for Alex Smith and draft Sam Darnold and want to develop him, and I think they can just take Josh Rosen and keep all four of their picks in the top 35. Man, hold on. You just, you just dropped that trade scenario like it was nothing, dude. Yep. That's how I feel about it. Wow. Okay. I if if you think Alex Smith, Alex Smith's going to go for second round pick because even if the Brown, the Brown, or the the Chiefs will come out and they'll say, you know, we want whatever a second round pick or maybe even a first round pick to start it off. And some teams are not going to go. Well, we're not going to give you a first round pick, but we'll give you our second round pick. And nobody's got a better second round pick than the Browns. And if the Browns want him, and I think Dorsey will, he's the most stable quarterback that would be in Cleveland and forever. And so I feel like the Browns would give up. They'll pay more than anybody else to try and get him uh, if they feel that desperate about it. I think that's what's going to happen. Does, I think they're going to trade for Alex. Does, does Cleveland have two first-round picks? Yeah, first and fourth overall in the first or, round. No, sorry. I'm, two I'm seconds. Second round pick. Yeah, 33rd and 35th. Okay, so if so they trade you, one yeah. of those. They're fine. If they, if they trade one of those for Alex Smith, draft Josh Rosen at, at number one, and then draft Saquon Barkley at number four. Yes, that's what I think will happen, except I don't think it'll be Rosen. I think it'll be Darnold. And this, this is what I mean is that like Rosen is ready to go. You don't need Alex Smith. Rosen can play now. You can pick him, and you can start him right away. He's, he's that good. Mm. I mean, he's that ready. Like there's no, there's no reason to sit Rosen. It's like saying you were going to sit Andrew Luck. Like, there's no reason to sit Andrew Luck. And not that Rosen's as physically talented as Luck. He isn't as physically talented, and that's the big difference. But in terms of who Rosen's going to be, sure, there'll be little things that develop here and there, but he, he's ready to start in the NFL. Like, I don't. there's not really a question about that, in my opinion. You know, he's the hmm. most polished mentally and mechanically quarterback, you know, that you're going to see. Um, and so, I, I mean, he has experience from under center. He's experienced from – I mean, there's just – So not, then aren't you going to take that guy anyways? I would take that guy number one for sure, okay, for sure. But I don't think Cleveland will. I think they'll take Alex Smith and think that Sam Darnold may have a higher ceiling, and they'll try and fix all the issues and they'll draft him. We're far, we're far off. 
I know we've said they're interested in Josh Allen, and you know a lot of things could happen. I think you know if the Josh Rosen thing's true and he doesn't want to play for the Browns, the Browns are probably going to be more inclined to look at somebody else. And I don't blame Josh Allen for not or uh, Rosen for not wanting to play for the Browns either. See yeah. how many careers they've ruined, but that so. And we're okay. We're going to talk about this first. We got to get to my bookie because bowl season's here. It's it's passing. There's still the college football uh, championship game to be played. NFL playoffs are here. Um, it's time to get on the action with my bookie. Are you sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for payouts? Sign up at mybookie.ag today and get paid fast when you win. My bookie is your hookup for all your betting needs, and you can even deposit using Bitcoin. Where you bet at is just as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money betting the bowl games or or NFL playoff games, you got to go to mybookie.ag. They're the only site I'd recommend. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out yourself. They have odds on every matchup as well as in-game live betting on all this season's NFL playoff games. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. Use that promo code. Locked on to activate the offer. Locked on is the promo code. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. If you're going to bet, the only place to do it is at mybookie. Playoff games coming up this weekend, college football championship. Head over to mybookie.ag, folks, and make sure you use that promo code locked on and win yourself some money uh, this weekend. Cleveland Browns, we know they're in market for a quarterback. New York Giants, there's a chance. Now, they did say the other day that they're going to stick with Eli for a while longer. It seemed like Gettleman like came out and said it. I'm not I'm not really sure what advantage they would get from lying about that. It was kind of weird. Um, but it sounds like they're going to stick with Eli. Um, so they might be in for a quarterback. They're going to be kind of the, the wild card. Let's assume Andrew Luck's healthy. The Colts are not in for a quarterback at number three. The Browns at four would not be interested in a quarterback, obviously, if they took one at one. Unless they're four just double-dipping. <laughs> Unless or they're just double they? dipping this Look, year. Look, dude, I'd do it. You would take I would do it. You with so many other needs too, I don't know. If it depend if they trade for Alex Smith and they draft quarterback well, number one. No, no, no. Okay, all right. What if they take what if they take Sam Darnold, right? Number one. And all right, yeah, yeah. If they take Sam Darnold number one. Gettleman doesn't like Josh Rosen because he says things that are true to the media. <laughs> um the Colts aren't gonna draft the quarterback. Browns draft Josh Rosen four. How'd Jeez. you feel? I'd feel like Rosen will beat out Darnold and start there for the next twelve years. Whatever, man, it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> then I guess they trade Sam at some point. I don't know. It's a very interesting we'll situation. A, we'll have a full debate about that at yeah. some point because yeah. I thought about it the other day, and I've got some, I've got some thoughts. So, we'll, Who, but we got to unpack it later. Yes, I, I mean it is an interesting conversation that I do think. Even though it sounds ridiculous, bears some discussion. But who's the big winner from this? Sam Darnold declares. Let's. I mean, he's probably going to go top five. You know, Baker Mayfield's. I mean, I think Baker Mayfield's going top fifteen at least. I think Josh Allen has the potential to go high. Again, I'm not sold that he'll go this high unless it is Cleveland pulling the trigger. Now, I think that's less likely with Darnold coming out because I think they'll like him. Um, obviously, Rosen in the mix here too. I don't know that Lamar Jackson goes this high, but I do think teams are very intrigued by him as a quarterback. Who's what team's the big winner in all this? To, to me, it might be Denver if they don't get Kirk Cousins in the offseason at number five. Yeah, there's a decent chance with the Browns, the Colts, and and based on what the Giants said, we, they might not go quarterback, and we just have to treat that as a possibility. I and mean, this team is not far removed from being in the playoffs, and they may still feel like they can compete the right away. Pick, though. 
Offensive tackle. What, are they, what else are the Giants going to pick? Are they going to uh, pick? Yeah, but are they going to pick Williams that high? I, I agree that I, it's way too high. I, I 100% agree. Will that stop them? I mean, they took Eric Flowers, what, seventh overall or something? Um, so I we'll guess. see. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, it, you know, it is new new management there, obviously. So, that you know, they could opt to do something else. Running back could be a possibility for them. Depending on what happens with Eli Apple and and uh, even Dominique Rogers Chrome already in the offseason, that could be somewhere that they go as well. Um, but so, still, two overall? They're going to pick Minka? I don't know. It's just uh, – I think the Giants might be in prime trade down. Yeah, I agree. I can agree with that. So let's say the Giants are willing to bite and trade down, and Denver's willing to move up for a quarterback. If you know, if if Rosen's sitting there at number two, and and the word gets out, the Browns are taking Sam Darnold, and Rosen's sitting there at number two, I think Elway's going ham. If he if he doesn't land Cousins, now he may land Cousins, and there's a good chance of that. Maybe even if not, if he does land Cousins, it's too much money, but. No, they were yeah, to lose out on Cousins because Cousins wants to stay in Washington, which there's been some some rumors lately that he may want to stay there because he does fit really well with Jay Gruden, and Gruden has done a really good job of building that offense around him. I think Denver could be a team that's like, we're going all in because they feel like they have enough of a team. If they can get an offensive lineman or two, they feel like they have, enough, they have a good enough team to go back to the Super Bowl and compete in an AFC that's terrible if they have somebody like Josh Rosen, a quarterback. That's the marriage I want to see happen. I want to see that work out because I think that could be a really good team with somebody like Rosen on the top. And then mm-hmm. the Jets could be a big winner as well because Baker Mayfield is a great fit for what they want currently. And I know John Morton might be on his way out of there and, and headed to Oakland with Gruden. Um, but he's a really good fit for what they currently run if they're looking to run something like that. Um, and, and that could be a landing spot for him. Shakes things up because you know the Bucks aren't going for quarterback at seven. The Bears aren't right. going for quarterback at eight. The 49ers aren't going for quarterback at nine. The Raiders aren't going for quarterback at nine or, nine or ten. I guess there's a coin flip there between the 49ers and Raiders. So you have one, two, three, four teams out in the top ten that are for sure not going quarterback. And one of the Browns picks probably won't be a quarterback, we're assuming. And the Colts probably won't take one either. So really you have the Jets, the Broncos, the Browns, and the Giants in the top 10. And then you're going to have teams looking to move into that top 10 like Washington if they lose that on Cousins. But remember, one of these teams is going to have Cousins. One of these teams might have Alex Smith. And at 11, you have the Dolphins, and I don't know that they'll be in for a quarterback with Ryan Tannehill coming back from injury. And I'm not sure the Bengals will be either with Marvin Lewis returning anyway. Seems like mm-hmm. Andy Dalton will probably be around there. So you have Washington. The Packers could move up. Arizona's at 15. They're they're in a really hard spot because they absolutely need a quarterback, but they're going to be outside of the, of the hot zone for quarterbacks at this point. So there's a lot to look at when you're looking at these two teams. And then, of course, there's the Chargers and Steelers and Saints that you never know when they're going to pull the trigger and try and trade up for their quarterback in the future. Sure, yeah. No, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of wild cards in there. You're right. So I don't know how it'll all shake out, but I think there's a number of teams that could potentially really benefit from this. Um, so we'll have to see. But the quarterback group got that much more interesting. We still have, we still don't know if Lamar Jackson's going to declare either. If he does, that could be another name in the mix, and I'm sure we'll start to hear some buzz about him and what NFL teams think and what his range might be and things like that if he does decide to declare. So is he the only big quarterback declaration that we're still waiting for? Big one, yeah, I think so. Because Allen declared, Rosen declared, right. 
The yeah, rest nobody. Seniors. I'm looking at my underclassmen watch list. Francois going back. Jared Stidham Gre- going Greer, back. Greer went back. Francois went right. back. Browning. I'm sure Browning won't come out. Uh, Drew Locke's going back. He said. Clayton Thorson's going back. Oh, right. really? Really? To which one? Uh, um, Drew Locke going back. Okay. Yeah, I think Locke, Greer, and Thorson all said they were going back, but I'm sure Browning and Stidham will go back as well. Um. Yeah, Ryan Finley, I guess. I don't think we've heard from Ryan Finley, but that's – I don't – so pr- pretty much Lamar Jackson is what we're all waiting for, just to set this quarterback class in, in the, you know, quote-unquote stone. But it's going to be fun. I'm excited for it. Uh, other guys that have declared, we talked about on Johnson. Uh, we didn't really talk about Ronald Jones declaring, but I know he's a guy that we both really like. Um, yep. And uh, I think he made a good decision to declare. Um Wonder if that USC offense getting a little depleted now with guys declaring makes uh, Deontay Burnett want to declare as well. It'd be interesting to see. I think most of the cornerbacks in this class that are good, Denzel Ward, Isaiah Oliver, Nick Nelson, Josh Jackson, Jair Alexander, cornerbacks are going to be underclassmen heavy. They've all declared at this point. So we've got noted, oh, Quentin Nelson declared officially too. I don't know if a lot of people thought he was a senior. I thought he was a senior going into the year. Apparently he's like a redshirt junior. Um, so, yeah. Interesting tidbit. Colt Miller, the tackle from UCLA as well. So there will be a lot of players for us to continue to talk about. We are moving into that range here where we're getting, what, Monday's going to be like, what, two weeks from the Senior Bowl, right? It's crazy. Um, wow, really? Is that quick? I think it – what's Monday, the 8th? Monday's the 8th. Yeah. We leave for the Senior Bowl the 22nd. Two weeks. Wow. Yep. So we're going to have to start getting our preview on watching some of these guys and getting to positional previews for the senior bowl and stuff like that tomorrow. We've got a good bit to fit in tomorrow. We'll we'll make our bets as we normally do, or or we'll uh, pick the playoff games um, for the NFL playoffs uh, as we always do on Friday. But we also got to talk about, um, we're going to talk about some of the, some of the other things in the NFL draft picture that uh, could be going on, including uh, some of the teams that we haven't buried yet. Um, and uh, how their offseason outlook might shake up. I might take a quick peek at those teams as well, the teams that got eliminated um, in Week 17 in the NFL season. So, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Check us out iTunes. Leave us a review and a rating. Let us know what you think of the podcast as draft season gets underway. And as always, keep it locked right here on Locked On NFL Draft.